going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pals, pals, Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check. Happy WrestleMania weekend, but before we get to WrestleMania, we gotta put stand and deliver in the oven, do we not? I don't know why I use that as an expression, but we're gonna roll with it and move on and pretend that I just didn't say it. What's going on, guys? I hope you guys are having a good WrestleMania week so far. I don't know when I'm gonna post this. Probably early Friday morning, but... Uh, We'll see how it goes. I'm recording it right after this week's episode of NXT, so I can sort of get ahead of the game and get my thoughts together for the WrestleMania preview, which I will be recording not tonight, <laughs> is is the best I can tell you right now. Stand and Deliver looks really good. Uh, NXT got back into the stadiums uh, recently with Vengeance Day, and it was, it was a good outing, and this is... I'm not going to say it's the same quality as TakeOver. We can't have that discussion yet it's still a bunch of new people and they've had some hiccups along the way and a lot of it is silly that's okay have you met me but match wise like just simply quantity of match wise this is way bigger than a takeover um i think the most we ever had at a takeover was six and i think on the on the one that had six one of them was like the like an early Matt Riddle, Cassius Ono, like, two-second knockout type thing. I'm not going to look it up because that's not what we're doing today. But NXT, Stand and Deliver, going down at about 1 p.m., I think, this Saturday before WWE Night 1, where hopefully Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair main event Night 1, because they should main event Night 1, but we're going to talk about that in another pod. We've got seven matches on this show, and all of them... Realistically, if you if you take a look at what NXT is right now, and the sort of mix of legitimately awesome action and the silly stuff we got with the whole one-year 2.0 experiment, this is a pretty good snapshot of NXT. We all know back in the day, in the in the takeover days, there was a lot of people, even the proper podcasters and YouTubers, that would say catch the odd episode of NXT here and there, but they knew they would t tune in to TakeOver for the, for the real snapshot of what was going on. And that was a pretty fair assessment at the time. And I think, conversely, this version of NXT, NXT 3-point gold, or whatever we're going to call it, this card is a pretty good snapshot of that. We've got the silly, we've got the great action, we've got all the all the titles represented and some other fun stuff along the way. We've got some spooky gimmicks, so you know it's right up my street. It's good. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I don't know why I'm, why I'm waffling on because I don't really know how to transition anymore. It's tired in here and it's it's a long way to my WrestleMania long weekend. So let's start with Chase University taking on the schism. Chase University being Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale, and the addition of Tyler Bate taking on schism, which is Joe Gacy, obviously Jagger Reed, Rip Fowler, and Ava, who's no longer Ava Rain, who everybody's, oh, it's just The Rock's daughter. They've not capitalized on that once. They've mentioned that she's left one family behind to join another one, which is a big symbolism thing, but literally anybody joining the schism could say the same thing. I'm sure Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed, which yes, are terrible names for the, the tag team formerly known as the Grizzly Young Veterans, but we don't need to worry about that right now. One of them's got the stupid uh, one cane eyeball, it's fine. Chase University had to add an extra person because there's a numbers thing going on here, and uh, Bodie Hayward, who was the other one 
on at the very beginning of, of Chase University got released, which is super unfortunate, but that was in another time under another regime, so we don't need to talk about it, and quite frankly, I'm happy to see Tyler Bate on the card. Um, it's kind of a weird thing for anybody that followed NXT UK for the brief time that it was actually like a thing before uh, before COVID and the before time and the long, long ago, you basically talked about four people. You had Tyler Bate, uh, Trent Seven, you know, collectively known as Mustache Mountain, along with, um, with Pete Dunne, which w the three of them together made British Strong Style, and then on the other side of that, you had all three of them having awesome matches with Walter. Now, it's kind of cool because Tyler Bate gets himself into this match here to get him onto this card. Walter's got a triple threat match uh, we're going to talk about in another pod at WrestleMania. Pete Dunne is apparently getting his name back eventually. He doesn't have a match at WrestleMania, but it is what it is. And Trent Seven is coming to Destiny to face El Fantasma or Fantasmo or whatever the fuck his name is from the Bullet Club. And I'm going to get to go see that in May. So they're all doing okay. It's fucking fantastic. I saw Trent Seven take on Steve Macklin uh, at the last show. That was that was also a lot of fun. Um, the, the added in storyline of the winner gets control of Chase University. Yes, it is kind of like Fallon Henley trying to defend the bar, but it's all equally it's all equally silly like we everybody's in to chase you even the ones that were naysayers even the ones that are ridiculous uh, or sorry think the chase university thing is ridiculous are kind of on board now because they're kind of an endearing group specifically Thea Hale because she's fucking awesome but I mean look at some of the ridiculous stuff we have going on at WrestleMania. We are going to cheer, and I'm going to say this a lot when I do the next pod. We're about to go to WrestleMania and cheer a dad for beating the shit out of his son. This is not a super serious WrestleMania weekend. So, the idea of Chase University defending the university against the schism uh, is... is uh, is as, as apt uh, a stipulation as you can possibly get in this fictional world. Now, there's a whole lot of reasons why Chase University shouldn't win this. I mean, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, um, it's sort of a can they get along versus, like, is Duke Hudson going to reveal himself as a dickhead this weekend? Because we know it's going to happen eventually, but I have heard it speculated that people like Duke Hudson as part of the group so much that they're just going to leave him there and pretend that it was intentional and we always meant to do that. That's fine. Uh, the fact that Tyler Bate isn't in the in the in the school. I'm saying that in tight air quotes. I know you can't see that because it's an audio platform. But he's not really in the group. He is an extra body because the group needed an extra body. Whereas the Schism is a full group. They are a, a, an official faction, whatever you want to say. Um, and the general. Uh, shaky feeling that I have about the fact that, yes, it's four on four, but it's also mixed tag, which means when the ladies tag in, tag out, it sort of stalls all the tag team psychology in the world. So that's less than great. If WWE would ball up just once and let us have some intergender wrestling, that would be fantastic. I... If you follow logic, then the schism have to win. They just do. Because Chase University, we love them, but they don't win. Joe Gacy, Jager Reed, Rip Fowler, Ava, they they do it through scheming means, obviously, because they're bad guys, but they win. Uh, we haven't seen a whole bunch of Ava in the ring, which is unfortunate. Hopefully that doesn't uh, impede the match 
on the night. And like I say, Tyler Bate is the extra body brought in at the last minute. I don't want to see Tyler Bate made to look like a dork in this match because I do think he's got something to contribute later on down the line. But yeah, coming out of this, Joe Gacy and, and company should win. And also, I want to see like spooky school themed skits after this for a couple weeks and then obviously like either on NXT television or at the whatever the next thing is apparently actually side note apparently NXT have trademarked or re re-upped the trademark for Battleground and we're the next event that we get from NXT is going to be NXT Battleground so if it's a case of you know, Gacy owns the school for a couple of months, and then at Battleground, uh, Andre Chase gets it back, maybe even in a one-on-one -on -one match. Uh, that's absolutely fine, but in the meantime, as ridiculous as this is, as low as it is on the card, for the kind of comedy that it is on the week-to-week -week show, let the schism win Chase University. Let it be Gacy University for a couple of weeks, because I think that could be a lot of fun. Now, triple threat match for the Men's Tag Team Championships. It's Gallus... It's the Creed Brothers, and it's the D'Angelo family. Now, uh, on the episode of NXT that we just saw, I, I skimmed through it because I read the spoilers last week because this one was pre-taped. I guess they're getting down to, uh, or across to, or up to, I don't know my directions. They're getting to L.A., so I guess they taped NXT in advance. Uh, but I saw the spoilers last week, so I sort of skimmed through this just to make sure there wasn't anything that I missed. But there was a match. It was uh, Tony D and Stax taking on Briggs and Jensen. And if Briggs and Jensen had won, they would have been inserted into this and made it into a four-way. They did not win. And there's shenanigans with the ladies' tag team champions, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Now, bring it down to... Um, What's it called? Pretty Deadly are the other ones that have been in this mix so far. They're not in the match, thank God, um, because I'm just sick of them. And the kind of obnoxious that they are, if they were going to win, they would have won by now. And then they would be into an obnoxious tag team title run. And it would be, okay, cheer anybody that's trying to save the titles from these two idiots. But they just, they went around begging the New Day almost making the New Day look like assholes when they held the titles, and now they're not in the title picture at all, which is fine, but they're also hosting the whole show, and I don't know how much of that I can take, I'm not going to lie. But Gallus, Creed Brothers, uh, D'Angelo family, here, here's the thing. People don't like Gallus for whatever reason. They think they're boring or, or whatever the case may be. I don't know what the deal is with Joe Coffey. If somebody can tell me down in the box below why we didn't see Joe Coffey come back with Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to be the, the trio uh, that we knew of Gallus before, um, that would be really cool. That would be, uh, actually, that would be a really cool thing to happen on the night for uh, for Joe Coffey to come back and allow them to keep their championships. I would like that. I think they're criminally underrated. I think they were not a highlight, but sort of a middle light of... Uh, of NXT UK when it was a thing, their matches with Mustache Mountain, their matches three on three with British Strong Style were really awesome, were really, you know, hard hitting, brutal, you know, the UK strong style. Um, you know, I talk a lot about Pete Dunne when I've seen Pete Dunne, uh, especially at Destiny shows, just because I happen to sit in the front row, doing all the joint manipulation stuff and the, all sort of the more torturous submission style. They were all great with that. The fact that nobody else is there to do that with them is really hurting them at this point, but I don't think they're nearly as bad as people say they are. The Creed Brothers, I would love to be behind. 
because they're a blast to watch. They do a lot of high-flying stuff for guys that are that big. They've got the, the, the Diamond Mine story, which, like, what is Diamond Mine at this point? Because it does say that Ivy Nile's going to be with them uh, at ringside, and what's she doing with Tatum Paxley? That's not included in this show. Um, I feel bad. Cause uh, like a month ago, I would have said, "Yeah, give the Creed brothers the belts. Let them have a let them have a run. Just even just with Ivy Nile by their side, or if Ivy Nile gets herself a proper shot at the women's title, let the let Diamond Mine have a run. Because Diamond Mine, what is Diamond Mine now? It was the Roderick Strong group. It was the Malcolm Bivens group before he went over to the other side to be Stokely Hathaway. Uh, you had the 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 dude Tyler Rust. You had the other guy that looked like the third lost." Creed brother who turned on them. I, Tatum Paxley, was never part of the group, but yet turned on the group. And it's such a muddy mess right now that I don't think putting the belts on them right now would would suit the way people that are behind them want it to suit. And the third option, the most fun option, obviously, is the D'Angelo family. And Tony D and Stax becoming the uh, the tag team champions. The uh, the Don and the underboss uh, becoming guy one and guy two with those titles is the most entertaining option. And I feel bad saying that because I'm behind Gallus and I used to be behind the Creed brothers. But I gotta, I gotta look at what's in front of me I gotta look at the fact that there's probably gonna be shenanigans because triple threat matches are usually no disqualification. Tony D is gonna bring in his crowbar, I'm sure, at some point. If Gallus brings back Joe Coffey, I just, like I said, I just sort of stumbled into that a second ago. That could be really fun. Uh, the Creed Brothers won't necessarily bring in anything to cheat, but I think Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley and that issue could distract them from the match entirely, which is another reason why I don't really think they're gonna do it right now. I'm going to say D'Angelo family, Tony D and Stax are new tag team champions, but I'm also going to say if Gallus retains, A, I'm not going to mind, and B, I'm going to love people exaggerating the hell out about how terrible that is. Now, one of the highlights in the night, the Wesley Open Challenge, even though it's not an open challenge now because we know who the competitors are, A, um... Wesley put out the open challenge. He said to Shawn Michaels a couple weeks ago, he said, I don't care. People are lining up to take my title. I'll fight ten guys. And Shawn said, how about five? Uh, <laughs> which turned out to be him and four other guys. Um, he basically gave a shot to Dragon Lee. He put J.D. McDonough and Elia Dragunov in it because they kept on interrupting his open challenges. So that's how he, they got into his open challenge, I don't really know. And then the only one, the only poor bastard who actually had to friggin' qualify for this was the one guy that was saying, I really want to answer your open challenge, I just can't make it to the ring because there's other people being stupid and whatever, how can I get my shot? And that's Axiom. And I, like, I get that Axiom's kind of a cartoon character, but I kind of feel bad for him. Wesley's not being a dick, but he's just, like, victim of circumstance week after week after week. How does Axiom get screwed out of the open challenge this week? So he got in off the, off the back of a, uh, a battle royal that happened just this evening. It came down to him and, and Nathan Frazier, and I'm sorry. I'm going to say this a bunch of times. You could have just put them both in. You could have... It's a bullshit ending, I understand that, but if you had had these, guy, these two guys fly at each other, and they both go over the ropes at the same time, both their feet touch at the same time, um, and you put them both in the match, like, Nathan Frazier Axiom is a match that people want to keep seeing. I don't know anything about Dragon Lee, uh, for my sins, I like the JD McDonough and Elia Dragunov 
feud that they have going on right now because it goes back to um, what I was saying about Gallus and uh, and British Strong Style a second ago. They just are really evil. And Ilya Dragunov is a really evil good guy, which is kind of unique in that regard. So you got Wesley, the champion, who's kind of a high flyer, with two other high flyers, with Axiom and Dragon Lee, and then you got the two, like, technical, devious guys in McDonough and Dragunov. Now, if you ask me what's going to happen, uh, I'd have no problem with Wesley retaining on the basis of he's the one that keeps putting out these open challenges, he's the one that built this mountain for himself to climb and proves that he's actually able to climb it, wouldn't mind that story at all. I don't think Dragunov or Axiom are, are taking the title, not gonna lie. There's a part of me that says they want to debut Dragon Lee um, with some sort of pomp and circumstance and like have him win a title in his first match would do that. Now, this is how you introduce somebody. You, you sort of leak it to the press a little bit that this guy from AAA or wherever he's from is going to be coming to NXT shortly. You share virally the clip of him in his last match in AAA saying goodbye to his former fans and announcing that he's going to be coming to NXT. You show him, you introduce him, you show some video packages of what he does, you introduce him in the crowd at the last takeover, and then you say, okay, we're going to put him in a match that's very important, very high stakes, at the biggest show of the year, and this is how you introduce a guy. You don't bring in a guy in a, in a Game of Thrones cosplay and be like, this is a dream match, brother. Um, anyway, not, not mentioning anybody specifically, obviously. Um, again, big part of me, uh, much along the same lines as Gallus, uh, a lot of people have really shit takes on J.D. McDonough, or Jordan Devlin, as he was known back in NXT UK. I really like Jordan Devlin. I don't care that he's a Finn Balor miniature. I really don't. Um, I do think at one point, J.D. McDonough, or Jordan Devlin, whichever name he goes by, when he hits the main roster, he is going to be part of the Judgment Day. And people are going to bitch about that, but it's going to work way better than anybody wants to admit. So, Ilya Dragunov, Axiom, Axiom sorry. Uh, as much as Axiom has, like, the shittiest story going into this of, like, trying and trying and trying and getting into the last minute, he ain't winning. Ilya Dragunov, who's, like, the really, really evil good guy, and I find it hilarious, he ain't winning. JD, I want to win. Dragon Lee, I can see winning as a debut. Wesley being the conquering champion, I could see. If I pull it off the top of my head, I just want to be selfish. Give it to JD. Give it to JD. You, you made him a loser several times chasing the main title. At least give him this. But again, uh, Wesley kind of got fucked when they fired his partner over stupid shit. So let him keep the title. That won't hurt my feelings either. Here's one that's going to make me smile a whole bunch. We said it with... Uh, schism, and I'm gonna say it again now. I like the spooky stuff. I don't care. I don't care if you think it's corny. I don't care if you think it's cheesy. It's my podcast. It's my enjoyment of the wrestling. Alba Fire and Ila Dawn are going to cherry pick the women's tag team championships off of Fallon Henley and Kiana James because Kiana James is is uh, cheating on it, cheating on her guy there, and she she made out with him on NXT to close out that segment this week, and Fallon Henley is going to turn on her partner. Like, how she hasn't just been like, fuck this, I'm out, I'm not even going to be there on Saturday, uh, or something to that effect. It's it's really, really dumb. It's really soap opera shit, but they're not going to get along. Albafire and Eladon are going to win. I love the friggin' goth, witchcraft, Wiccan aesthetic that the two of them have got. Well, 
it's more or less Ela Dawn's aesthetic that Kaylee Ray or Alba Fire, whatever you want to call her, has sort of merged herself into. Yes, I will say the the hardcore style wrestler Kaylee Ray that we saw in the Mae Young Classic is what I would rather see. But they've given her this, and she's run with it, and she's merged it with Isla Dawn to make this really awesome team. And if I can't get the version of her that I want, I want to see her showing that she can kick ass at anything that they give her. Because I think that's just as big an accomplishment. And if that accomplishment gets you gold, fan-fucking-tastic. And besides, Ela Dawn's awesome. Again, from the Mae Young Classic to NXT UK to NXT proper to finally getting a shot at some title. Awesome. Very, very, very cool. Speaking of titles... We got a really interesting ladder match scenario. Uh, Zoe Stark won her way into the match. Gigi Dolan won her way into the match. Tiffany Stratton won her way into the match. Lyra Valkyria, who people can't get over because she's got a bird metaphor gimmick and people are strange about it. Um, all qualified for the match. Indy Hartwell won the last chance triple threat just tonight. And then Roxanne Perez came back from what was holding her back and Shawn Michaels put her in the match that was only created because she had to vacate the title in the first place. She did this big back and forth with Shawn Michaels about how she overexerted herself in the match with Nico Satamora, which is kind of obvious, and then she tied it into, I think, some real life uh, dealing with anxiety, etc., and, you know, I have to beat it by running through it and all that type of thing. Touching on stuff like that is always going to rub people one of two ways. They're either going to think it's great that you include stuff like this and represent it on television because people that struggle with that are going to see that and see that they can overcome and whatever, or you're going to get people that are offended that they're using a real-life thing like that to push forward a storyline. I don't know which way this is going to land. I really like Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez has a lot of rope with me. Like I'm going to have to go a long way before uh, I don't like something she's done, but her being in it especially with that little bit of storyline stuck in there, makes me think that she's retaining her title and makes me think that the ladder match that was created because she had to vacate her title is kind of backwards and pointless. But, I mean, again, it's a ladder match. Um, I like Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell's well overdue to go to the main roster, in my opinion, and join Candice LeRae and Johnny and all them. Zoe Stark's going to have a moment. I don't know whether it's right now. Gigi Dolan... Uh, probably won't win, but she's got to go out there and, and do the whole, like, I just broke away from my partner and my other partner's gone. I'm going to strike out on my own and I'm going to make a statement. And in a multi, in a car crash, like a multi-person ladder match, you can definitely make those statements without being the winner. Tiffany Stratton, same thing. Lyra Valkyria, same thing. But I like Gigi Dolan more. It's as simple as, as that. Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, either one of them can go to the main roster without ever being the NXT Women's Champion, and I know I used to say I hate that, but at the same time, Zoe Stark's kind of ready, and they've just, they kind of turned her and made her a bitch, and then the partner that she turned on is now injured, I think maybe for real, so she turned, and it didn't get her anything, and it just, she's kind of floated around a little while, so you might as well put her on the main roster at this particular point. Roxanne Perez, like I say, she's awesome. I saw her in exactly one match before she debuted in NXT, and it was when she went over to Impact to drop the ROH title to Deonna Perrazzo. Deonna Perrazzo is awesome. Deonna Perrazzo, I would love to see in NXT slash WWE. That's a whole other conversation for another time, but I like everything she's done since she's she's been there. The, the, the deal with 
Cora Jade and all that stuff. Fantastic. Great champion. Uh, if she was dealing with something for real, I hope that she's fine. If they're announcing her to be a part of the pay-per-view, then I'm assuming she's fine. Uh, let her continue the reign because her reign already had an interesting start because she got the title on the back of WWE kind of fucking over Mandy Rose, which was another terrible, uh, terrible thing. So you weren't off to the best start, but then she went out and showed herself to be a proud champion, whatever, had that great match with Mako Satomura that had her collapsing at the end. So I don't want to see her like staggered again, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it and I'm going to get repetitive at this point. It feels like you've gathered these other five women for a match that existed because Roxanne Perez wasn't the champion. And then you threw her back in and I don't see even like I said even Gigi Dolan who I would love to see the pull off the shocker here isn't isn't gonna win I think it's it's Roxanne Perez's title to keep uh, Braun Breaker Carmelo Hayes for the NXT championship here's the deal again here's the deal again this is another situation of two guys that could both go to the main roster right now so it's a case of I'm sorry, I'm trying to put my words together. I am tired. I am kind of losing my voice, so if you hear me drinking water in the background, sorry. You basically got a situation here where one guy's going to win the title and one guy's going to go to the main roster. Um, makes more sense to give Carmelo a run because Braun Breaker's had it for so long, but in a lot of ways, there's a lot, and I've, you've seen me do it in a lot of episodes of WWE last week, there's a lot of really interesting combinations with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams on the main roster. Carmelo Hayes uh, having a rematch with Ricochet, Carmelo Hayes doing unfinished business with Solo Sokoa, um, Carmelo Hayes versus Seth Rollins, Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus The Usos. Um... So as much as I think this is going to be the passing of the torch and Carmelo Hayes is going to get a reign over NXT, and I think WWE, quite frankly, will want Braun Breaker on the main roster, I... I'm going to go with Carmelo, but I hope I'm wrong because he's the one I want to go to the main roster. That's all I got. And our... I don't know whether it's going to be the main event. It might should be, but I, I would take the argument either way, either this... Or the, or the men's championship, obviously. But it's Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. 16 months in the making, um, Grayson Waller was the guy that beat the shit out of Johnny Gargano and sent him out of NXT, and then Johnny Gargano returned to the main roster and was brought back per Shawn Michaels' uh, request to take on Grayson Waller in NXT so that he could get his revenge, so that he could have a homecoming to the brand, so that they could have a big name on the pay-per-view. It all works, it all makes sense, and Grayson Waller, here's here's where I sort of balance this against the men's championship match. There's three success stories, I mean, there's a lot of success stories in NXT, don't let me be an asshole about it, but the three biggest success stories of this and the previous version of NXT are Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and Grayson Waller. I really thought that they were going to do this as a triple threat match. Way, way, way back, coming off of Waller versus Breaker at the, whatever the hell that was, Vengeance Day, 
I really thought that this was going to be a triple threat. And then he started going after Shawn Michaels, and I really kind of got into the whole, like, Shawn Michaels having one more match with Grayson Waller. But you guys heard me back then. I said one of three things is going to happen. We're going to have Shawn Michaels come out of retirement, and that's just awesome. That's just something I want to look at. They're going to use Grayson Waller to introduce Dragon Lee, but they've done they've decided to do that in a different way. Or I said, shot in the dark, why don't you have Grayson Waller uh, defend, I guess, his own bullshit behavior against Johnny Gargano, who not only has a beef with him already for kicking him out of NXT, is also a huge fan of Shawn Michaels, which some people think is a bad thing, which is really, really bizarre. Um, it all comes together. Grayson Waller went after Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, who is a hero to Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, who has a beef with Grayson Waller already. Johnny Gargano, who was the living, breathing heart and soul of NXT back when it was good. Bleeds black and gold and the whole fucking shtick. I... <laughs> I like Johnny Gargano. His presence on the main roster is hit and miss. I think partnering him so tightly with uh, with Dexter Loomis has been a really bad plan. Um, I know Tommaso Ciampa was with The Miz, which was dumb. I like The Miz, I like Tommaso Ciampa, but they don't work together. And I know he's injured right now, he's dealing with some kind of thing, but they could have either done DIY or let him do some solo shit. Uh, putting him with Dexter Loomis as an all-the-time thing rather than somebody that's sort of like in his orbit like he was on NXT. Bad idea. Johnny Gargano wasn't going to have a match at WrestleMania. Now, apparently, he's going, to ha he's going to be in the Andre on WrestleMania SmackDown. That, folks, does not count. His WrestleMania moment is going to be here at Stand and Deliver on his home brand, defending his home turf, defending his hero, and getting revenge on the guy that kicked him out of that brand. Now, that being said, Grayson Waller has to win this. Grayson Waller has to win this. We're going to have a very similar conversation when we talk about the United States Championship at WrestleMania in that opening match, but that's for another pod, as I keep saying. Grayson Waller has to win this. And why do I think Grayson Waller has to win this? Because Grayson Waller wins. Johnny Gargano comes out the night after WrestleMania for a match on Raw, gets attacked by Grayson Waller, the feud continues on Raw, and they have a rematch at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't really have any really clever way to, to sort of sign this off, but that's just me rambling through the matches. Hopefully I'll have my thoughts more together for WrestleMania, because there's a lot more matches on WrestleMania. But I got the Schism beating Chase University and Tyler Bate. I've got the D'Angelo family probably becoming tag team champions, let's be real. I've got... Wesley or Dragon Lee winning the North American Championship, even though I hope it's JD McDonough. Uh, the Goth Twins are obviously going to take the Women's Tag Team Championships. That's absolutely fine. Roxanne Perez is going to walk in to stand and deliver. She's going to stand, she's going to deliver, and she's going to walk out with her title. Yay! Uh, Braun Breaker's probably going over Carmelo Hayes so that he can go up to the main roster and Carmelo Hayes can have a run. Grayson Waller is going to defeat Johnny Gargano. That's going to be his big stand and deliver scalp. And instead of having an NXT Championship, he's going to defeat an NXT legend before he goes up to the main roster as well. 
that's my thoughts on the matches. That's a few extraneous predictions as well. And that's about all I can do before I completely lose my voice. If you guys have made it this far, throw your thoughts down in the box below. Who do you think is going to win? What matches are you looking forward to? Are you even watching Stand and Deliver? I know NXT has a smaller audience. If you're even watching Stand and Deliver, put your predictions down in the box below, or if you're listening to this on an audio platform, hit me up uh, at SpazPhoenix or at SpazPhoenix1. I'd love to know. I'd love to have some feedback, and if you like what you've heard here, please feel free to share the show. I am not too proud to ask for a little bit of help in that regard. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your WrestleMania weekend. At, or Sorry, week, because it is a week. It's not a weekend. I'm an idiot. It's fine. Hope you guys are enjoying your WrestleMania week. Hope you guys enjoy Stand and Deliver. Hope you guys enjoy WrestleMania Smackdown and the two nights of, of WrestleMania. Uh, that's about it. I've been Spaz, your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all of these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, I am to make